What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? It's the Joy Taylor Show. Thanks for joining us today. It's a beautiful Saturday heat wave here in Los Angeles for anyone who cares. <laughs> if, you know, the thing about weather is if you don't live there, no one cares. It's like your it's like your fantasy team. It's like, yeah, I, like I, too, have weather where I am. It's just not the weather you have. But nobody's sympathetic to us. We live where it's no, sunny 300 days a year. They should not be. They should not care. Colin and I talk about it almost every day on the show because we're, we're old people. So we talk about the weather. And oh, I love it. I, I always remind him. I like, always hear it. Especially during like the winter year, winter time of the year. Like nobody cares about our it, weather it here. It snowed in the Midwest in April yesterday, on the, on the 7th yesterday. So Yeah, listen, I sympathize. Hard times. I, uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, so I spent uh, 18 years of my life in the snow and, you know, some other times there as well. So I, I earned the right to... To, com- to complain, and I I, yes. I moved out of there because yes. I was not interested in six scraping. months out of the year. You don't know what you're getting, what you're going to get. Exactly. Um, but it, it was, spring is approaching, and it's uh, it's beautiful out, and I hope you are enjoying the weekend wherever it is that you are. Uh, checking out the the Masters and uh, getting ready for NBA playoffs, which are quickly approaching. Of course, we got some very tragic news this morning about Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback who was killed yesterday morning or this morning. I'm sorry. This morning he was uh, struck by a dump truck as he was walking on a South Florida highway. He was 24 years old, Interstate 595. Uh, I know exactly where that is. And uh, it's terrible. It's just it's really tragic news. The uh, he just apparently was walking on the highway and got hits uh, Mike Tomlin said, I'm devastated and a loss for words for the unfortunate passing of Dwayne Haskins. He quickly became a part of our Steelers family upon his arrival in Pittsburgh and was one of the hardest workers, both on the field and our community. Dwayne was a great teammate, but even more so a tremendous friend to so many. I'm truly heartbroken. Our thoughts and prayers are with his wife, uh, 
Calabria and his entire family during this time, obviously Ohio State alum and uh, had, had a promising young career <clears throat> in the NFL, obviously with Washington first and then with the Steelers. Uh, it's just really tragic. I mean, 24 years old, it's just it's very, very, very sad news to hit the uh, sports community and the NFL this morning. So our, our thoughts and prayers with his family and uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers and his his teammates and friends is, <clears throat> excuse me, it's um, it's really tragic t- uh, news to wake up to this morning. So there's no uh, easy transition out of that, but uh, obviously wanted to to mention that at the top of the show with everything that's going on. Um, baseball is back. We got a baseball season. Very exciting. Um, is that a, is that a what hat is that? We've got we've got Iowa Sam and Ryan in the studio with us today. This is an alternative Dodgers hat. It, oh, it kind of okay. looks like a Dallas Cowboys hat. No, 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 no. I actually, I actually was a little confused for a second because it, it actually looks like a. It could possibly be a Detroit Tigers hat. Yeah, as well. or even like Duke or something. But no, it's a, it's a, it's a Dodgers hat. So yeah, just the mm. alternative look, the D, the cursive D. <laughs> the Dodgers should be very, very good this year. Uh, we'll talk to Emmanuel Acho in about ten minutes, host of Speak for Yourself on FS1, which I um, co-hosted this week alongside uh, Rick Buecher and Steven Jackson, who we will also talk to uh, in the show at the bottom of the hour. And Paige Dimikos from the Draft Network. The draft is coming. It feels weird because there aren't any... There aren't any massive names in this year's draft. And the, the biggest and best players are not the sexiest positions, which would be quarterback, receiver tight ends, uh, you know, maybe a linebacker or something like that. But, you know, we do have a lot of good defensive players in this draft. It's a good offensive line draft. And it's it's rumored to be a, a decent receiver draft. I think some receivers are probably going to get overdrafted. But the main theme of this year's draft is that there are no superstars, which, which actually leads me to be a little suspicious. This will be a very good test year for scouts, which listen, I would never want to be a scout. It seems like so much pressure to be able to go and research these kids and, and, and put your stake, your name on what they're going to become. Uh, obviously the best example of that in the NFL is Tom Brady, who went in the sixth round and turned out to be the greatest player of all time. But nonetheless, we do have to gather information on them. So Paige uh, is great with this, and I want to pick her brain about some of the things we might be expecting in the draft, which is is coming up in three weeks. It's almost here, and that's exciting. I I think there's going to be some overdrafts, but there are every single year, so I think it'll probably just be more exaggerated because we don't really think there is a standalone star in this year's draft, which could make all these guys be like the chip on the shoulder ones that are like, well, if you're going to underestimate the whole draft, then we're all going to be awesome. So that happens as well. Who knows? Um, I am excited for it, though. I really want to see where Malik Willis ends up. I want to see where Kenny Pickett ends up. I want to see what happens as the offseason goes on with Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield. There's a lot of conversations about – Baker Mayfield possibly going to the Seahawks, which I think is a tragic idea. But there's still some things to unfold. <clears throat> I'll also give you my uh, top five superstars heading into the NBA playoffs, who I think has the most pressure. Uh, some solutions for the Los Angeles Lakers. There's a lot of talk about what's going to happen next with the Lakers, who are outside of the playoffs currently. I'm sorry. I feel like I have like a frog in my throat today. Do I sound weird? No, no you sound fine. It's in my head. Just a little bit of a tickle there. We'll get over it. It's a little raspy. I don't think I like it. LeVar was a little raspy, too. 
I think the weather is messing us yes. up. My allergies yes. have been terrible for the last couple of days, and it's because of the heat and the, the change in the weather. And it's going to go back to cold next week. So, Well, I have a moderately annoying voice to begin with, so I don't want to add any extra sauce to that <laughs> for the listener. Um, yes. So, as I mentioned, um, with... The guys up on game mentioned LeVar Arrington. Uh, some some really outrageous statements out of Dan Campbell. Um, we don't have sound of this, right? Like this was just a, yeah, it was just it was just a, it was just a quote from Dan Campbell about having a franchise not needing a franchise quarterback, and it, it, it's it's really a crazy thing to say. I, I I've come around on Dan Campbell in that. I did think he came in a little over the top. I'm not a big rah-rah person. I think that's fun and fine for high school. You can do a little bit of that in college. But I think when it comes to the pros, that's really more for fans and sound bites. It doesn't actually translate to the field. These are professionals. They get compensated very well. They care very much about winning. The rah-rah stuff might help here or there. But at the end of the day, you need a framework. You need talents. You need a game plan. You need execution. That's what actually wins games at the professional level. It sounds good. It's great for movies, but in real life, you need to do more. Now, I think that they played really tough this year. They had an identity. Um, and look, they were terrible at the end of the day. They won three games and and tied one. So it's not like it was some dramatic overlook by me that Dan Campbell did a great job. They were pretty competitive though, weren't they? Like they were they were they were only like that Eagles game, remember that got out of hand, but they were, they wouldn't lay down for No, that's what I'm saying. Like they had an identity. Yeah, yeah. They weren't good enough and that's fine. I, I didn't it resulted expect in them. three wins. Yeah, right. Like I think the I think the tales of the success of the Detroit Lions is a bit exaggerated here. They won three games. I I do agree they were competitive. I thought he did a good job at least having an identity which is which is where you can start like if you're building a culture at least there's that I didn't expect them to be good this year but I but I do think it is exaggerated how good of a job Dan Campbell has done so far I think this year will be a much better barometer for what they really are well he said when talking about having a pro bowl caliber quarterback or an elite quarterback he said I, I don't think you need that I think that those guys like that are obviously they're special and you certainly give you a chance but no I don't believe you have to have one of those guys to have sustained success this, like this is where Dan Campbell loses me and not to pile on Dan Campbell, but it's just an outrageous thing to say. I don't like when people try to outsmart the room, right? Like if some, if something is very obviously going in a, tr- in a trending direction, like we have mountains of evidence that something is happening and someone wants to stand on the other side, like, no, it's not happening. It's not real. I can't take that person very seriously because it's like, but you have evidence, you have numbers, you have results. It's all right here. You can see it. You can touch it. See it? It's right here. And they just completely just try to fly in the face of that because one something used to happen. It's a different NFL now. There's a reason Patrick Mahomes is getting $500 million. It's not because the Chiefs are stupid. It's because you need him to win championships. There's a reason you have Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford and the Rams have a championship because Matthew Stafford is better than Jared Goff. There's a reason that they did that. There's a reason that the Bucks moved off of Jameis Winston for Tom Brady. Because he's better and they won a Super Bowl. There is evidence that you have to have, at the very least, a moderately functional franchise quarterback to even make 
the Super Bowl. Like, you talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo has won a lot of games. Does he have shortcomings? Sure. But Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Jared Goff. Like, he is. Consistently, he has shown that. So, and not miles ahead of him, but the point is, Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl. Did not win. They upgraded. What happened? Jared Goff goes to Detroit. He's not with Sean McVay, not with a good roster. What happened? They won three games. So, you have to have the guy. I don't think Jared Goff is the guy, but I also don't think that the Lions should move off of Jared Goff this year. They have to pay him. He's perfectly functioning starting quarterback. They're not in a desperate situation there. But this idea that Dan Campbell's going to come out and say, like, you can have an average quarterback and win in this league, you cannot. You can win regular season games. You might be able to make a wild card spot, but you're not winning big in the NFL without a guy that is really special at that position. There's a reason we talk about them so much. There's a reason they're paid so much. There's a reason they get all the endorsements. It is a big deal for a reason. We're not all crazy exaggerating the importance of having a good quarterback. So it's just a frustrating thing to hear. If I was a Lions fan, I would be very annoyed by it. Not that there's anything they should do with that position this year. They have a lot of other holes to fill. But just stop it. (laughs) You're not outsmarting the room here on the quarterback importance in the NFL. That's not it. You're not winning big in the NFL without a special guy at that position anymore. All of the, the rules benefit the offense. Wide receivers are getting quarterback money now. That's how important the offensive side of the ball has become. Almost all the coaches in the NFL, new hires are almost all offensive. Like just it's it, it's silly to keep fighting this particular trend because it's not a trend. It's reality now. Like something happens once, okay, maybe it's an aberration. Happens twice, okay, it's a trend. At this point, this is what it is. It is an offensive leaning league. That is what the rules have showed. That's what the ratings have showed. That's what the payments and the results have showed. That's what the big trades have showed. Everyone is trying to find that guy. You can't be the one organization that's like, yeah, we're going to win running the ball and biting kneecaps. It's just not going to work. I mean, best of luck to you. Godspeed. But that's not that's not the situation. Now, this year it doesn't matter because they're, they're going to stick with Jared Goff, as they should, as they should. But that can't be the mentality moving forward in Detroit. Everyone is at a frantic pace searching for their franchise guy for a reason. It's not because they're tripping. It's because if you don't have that person, you cannot win big in this league anymore. There was a time when you could. Of course, everyone's going to bring up Trent Dilfer. Of course. That's fine. How long ago was that? 150 years, like I said. (laughs) It's not the same NFL. All right, we'll talk to Emmanuel Acho when we come back from the break, get his thoughts on the MVP race, a little bit of thoughts on the draft. That's coming up next on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. 
Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What up? Welcome back. Listen to the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's go out to Emmanuel Acho, host of Speak for Yourself on FS1. And he has a new book out, Illogical, as well. Uh, what's up, Emmanuel? How are you doing? What's up, homie, man? It's, uh, it's one of those heavy days, but, but I'm well. Yes, uh, we mentioned at the top of the show, very sad news this morning uh, to wake up to, if you have not heard, Dwayne Haskins, uh, 24 years old, passed away this morning. He was hit by a dump truck in uh, South Florida on I- on 595. Uh, he was apparently walking on the side of the road and, um, and was struck and, and killed, which is really, really tragic. Man, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a lot. And, you know, as a, as a player that was in the NFL community watching all of my brothers mourn as we all collectively mourn, um, all of us who cover sports collectively mourning, I just think now's the time to really focus on what his family is going to have to deal with and just the outpouring of love and respect and admiration for Dwayne Haskins, the young man, not necessarily the athlete, but just the human being because – there's a lot of grief and mourning um, that is to follow this. So just love uh, and peace and prayer to, to the Dwayne Haskins family and truly everybody affected. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it was a he's a Pittsburgh Steeler and um, heading into uh, another season with them. Uh, Mike Tom- Tomlin talked about it this morning. Um, very sad news. So no no easy transition out of that, obviously. But um, obviously, want to to continue to mention that. And our thoughts and prayers are with his family. As well, um, so we we worked together this week on Speak for Yourself. Disagreed with you about uh, one or two things. <laughs> as or everything, Joy. <laughs> you disagree. You disagreed with me about everything. <laughs> as I, as I want to do, um, but we are here in LA, and you know the next couple weeks could get very interesting for the LA Lakers. 
and you are a huge LeBron fan. I am an admirer of LeBron. I don't know if I would class myself as a, a, a fan. I, I enjoy his work, and I think he is the greatest superstar that we've ever had in American sports, and I don't think there's a close second. Um, but this was a really rough year for everyone with the Lakers. How bad of a legacy year is this for LeBron specifically? I think it's terrible. Um, I think it is about as bad as anything that could have happened to LeBron James for his legacy because LeBron's legacy has been built on team success and making everyone around him great. You can go back to 2007 and with the Cavs when Zildrunas Ogowskis and Booby Gibson, he makes that team great. And then obviously he helped elevate your Miami Heat teams. Eric Spolstra was no better than a five seed prior to LeBron James' arrival. LeBron James solidifies Eric Spolstra's Hall of Fame legacy. LeBron James moves on and he makes Frank Vogel a champion. LeBron makes Anthony Davis a champion. LeBron puts Kevin Love in the Hall of Fame. LeBron gets Tristan Thompson an $80 million contract. LeBron's legacy has for two decades been defined by elevating anyone and everyone around him and this Lakers season was a colossal failure to the tune of now Russell Westbrook who we used to at least view as great we now look at him a little joy it, it is it is I have some solutions for for the Lakers which I'll, I'll get to uh, a little later in the show but I also want to ask you about uh, a conversation which obviously you have had very publicly with a lot of people uncomfortable conversations with a black man, which is another book of Emmanuel's that you can pick up. But uh, Brian Flores is suing the NFL, and we got a little bit more of a development with the the lawsuit this week um, with two more coaches joining, and uh, we got some uh, not new information, obviously, because we know that they have these sham interviews. But Mike Malarkey talked about. The, the sham interview that the Titans did whenever he was hired there as the head coach and how much he regrets, you know, participating in that. And, you know, the conversation about the diversity at the head coaching position is continuing to come up as it should because it was once again not solved this year. I don't know if I've ever asked you this, um, and I'm sure you've talked about it publicly, but do you have, like, do you have a solve for the diversity problem at the coaching position, head coaching position, particularly in the NFL? Well, I'm glad people are starting to talk about sham interviews. Let me first start with just kind of a personal story. I remember being in Philadelphia in 2000 and I think it was 15. Chip Kelly is getting fired. Deuce Staley, a black running back coach who was a former running back for the Eagles, he takes an interview, but I'm thinking to myself, Deuce, they are not going to hire you. Clearly they didn't. They hired Doug Peterson like days or weeks or whatever the case was later. Once again, Deuce Staley on the Ross, on the on the staff when Doug Peterson gets fired. He does the interview again and clearly they move in another direction. I thought to myself, yo, these are straight sham interviews. Like you're just trying to check the quota of the Rooney rule. Clearly cannot prove it, but just my own personal experience from being within that locker room, I knew they did not do this black running back coach, Deuce Staley, as a head coach. And obviously Deuce Staley decided to move on. He was like, I'm done being here. Y'all will never promote me. Anyway, to your question. Um, I don't think there is a true resolve because I love what our friend says, Marcellus Wiley. You cannot legislate desire. You can't legislate desire. And we're sitting here trying to change legislation when the fact of the matter is there has to be a desire to see minorities get promoted. You, Joy Taylor, know Bruce Arians and his story very well. And Bruce Arians, 
he had a desire to see minority coaches in football, two women on staff, his defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, offensive coordinator were all black, and he won a championship. It is no coincidence that Bruce Arians makes sure to recruit Tom Brady back, makes sure to make sure all the free agents are signed, and then steps down in a moment where the Buccaneers had no choice but to promote Bruce Arians' longtime friend and coach Todd Bowles, a black man to head coach. You can't legislate desire, Joy. I don't think there is a fix outside of changing desires. So there is no fix then? No, not as long as ownership is 95.3% white. Um, there is no fix because ownership dictates who gets hired and who gets fired. And it is all on the desire of ownership. And ownership, in my mind, these owners who own teams on average for 40 years, for those that are listening, they aren't as familiar um, with the culture, uh, in my ex- experience, they're not as familiar with that culture growing up of these different blackhead coaches coming up through the ranks. And as a result, if you're hiring people not just based off talent, but you're hiring people based off who you're familiar with, it's no surprise that we do not see the elevation of minority coaches. Well, yeah, we know that people statistically hire people that look like them. Like, that's that can be measured statistically. Like, that's a that's a fact. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know that there is no fix for it. I think I'm a little more optimistic that it can be legislated in. But, you know, we had a pretty dramatic situation with Brian Flores in the coaching uh, hiring process this year, and it still was not even remotely solved. Here is the fix, but there's a catch. And you bring up a great word. You say legislation. The fix is this. You highly incentivize the hiring and promotion of minorities people of color, women, et cetera. But the catch, Joy, and I don't know if you saw the uproar and the backlash when the NFL tried to institute that rule uh, 12 months ago, was minorities saying, yo, I don't want to be hired because the team is given a second round or a third round pick. See, even minorities disagree upon how there should be a fix. In my mind, I don't care how you hire me and give me a job. Once you give me the job, I will earn it. Right. Let's talk, let's be real, and I'm, I'm, I'm blunt. Cliff Kingsbury. He didn't deserve that Cardinals head coaching job based upon what he had done. Dude was a losing coach in college with Patrick Mahomes, and he got the job. Now that he's gotten the job, he is still proving, and some might say he has proved that he deserved it. But for so long, coaches get jobs undeserving. So as long as there is still going to be tension around the solve, I don't even know that there's a good solve. Well, thank you for jumping on with us today. Uh, Tell everyone where they can get your book. Uh, You can get my book wherever books are sold. A Logical Saying Yes to a Life Without Limits, my third Oprah book. Uh, Anywhere books are sold, Amazon, et cetera, or ask Joy Taylor for a copy. She'll be glad (laughs) to donate one to you. I only have one copy. Uh, Make sure you check out his book and, of course, his show weekdays on FS1. Speak for yourself. Thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, Enjoy this, this beautiful Los Angeles weekend. All right, homie, peace. That is Emmanuel Acho. Let's get to David Gascon with What's Trending. Joey, started at the top of the show with Dwayne Haskins passing away at the age of 24. He was struck by a dump truck on the I-595 freeway in South Florida. Florida Highway Patrol had confirmed that earlier this morning. Dead at the age of 24 is Dwayne Haskins. Calais Campbell, two-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens, $12.5 million with a couple of incentives that'll punch it up to 16 dollars if it's met that way. Meanwhile, at the Masters, Scotty Scheffler is your leader. He's at eight under par. Justin Thomas 
is five strokes behind. Major League Baseball seen today. Rays 5-2 over the Orioles. Chicago White Sox 2-0 in Detroit. Twins 1-0 over the Mariners. And away from all that, also got the Long Beach Grand Prix this weekend. Jimmy Johnson's been diagnosed with a broken right hand. He's going to try to drive through it tomorrow when the Long Beach Grand Prix gets underway. The seven-time NASCAR champ said in a tweet earlier today that he won't know his status for the rest of the weekend until he tries driving today. So we'll find out. It is hot. It's scorching hot. Joy, you enjoying this now much more than the the trip overseas? Was the weather tame in Paris? Uh, no, we got perfect weather in Did Paris. You? Yeah, we got like 70 degrees and sunny in Paris. Oh, it's beautiful. In in the middle of March, which is insane. It's usually freezing and rainy and cold. So, <laughs> um, so we got very lucky. But but no, I love when I, I love hot weather. I, you know, I live in Miami for 10 years, so that's right. Um, I'm cool with it. I'm glad the summer is approaching. Especially the the hot summer nights. Yes. Always good for those. Do they get that in Iowa? So, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Humidity keeps it hot until, you know, late at night. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Joy, back to you. Thank you. That is David Gascon with What's Trending. Joy Taylor Show brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. No one does sports like Vegas, and the excitement is endless. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. So, yeah, I mean, that uh, that Mike Malarkey lawsuit, we'll talk a little bit more about it later. Well, not lawsuit, but, you know, his his comments um, about what's happening with the Brian Flores lawsuit and the sham interviews is a very obviously complicated conversation. Um, I don't know that I agree that there's no solve for it. I don't have a solve for it, but that doesn't mean that we can't get there together. I just... It's obviously a problem, <laughs> and it did not get solved this hiring round and uh, the Rooney rule is continuing to look not problematic, but just that people are taking advantage of it, which is just insane to me. It's always fascinating to me that people will go to the lengths that they will go uh, to not be, to not have integrity. And that Mike Malarkey interview talking about what happens is just another example of that. But I wanted to talk about the Lakers really quickly here, and we'll talk more about the the Mike Malarkey and, and play the sound for you a little bit later in the show and talk to Steven Jackson about the approaching NBA playoffs at the bottom of the hour. But the Lakers season ended pretty tragically, and they are out of the playoffs. And um, I know, like, around the, the country, everyone's like, why aren't we talking about the Suns? And why aren't we talking about the Grizzlies and all the teams that are good? And yes, we we are and we will. And once the playoffs starts, the Lakers are going to uh, disappear from relevance because they are not in the playoffs and they haven't started yet. And the Lakers are an international brand. So that's why we're talking about them all the time. Same thing as the Cowboys, even though the Cowboys have won three playoff games in 25 years. That's just how it goes. Them's the breaks. <laughs> like the big brands, everyone has an opinion about. And LeBron particularly has added an extra element to the Lakers. And I, when you look at what's happened since LeBron has gotten to the Lakers, because everyone's getting their their takes off now, right? That, that they've missed the playoffs again, which means two out of the seasons he's been here, they've missed the playoffs. One, they won a championship and one, they got swept in the first round. You can't take anything away from the championship year. Um, if you don't, you know, if you want to talk about the bubble or whatever, like whatever, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having, I'm not entertaining that conversation with you. If it was your team, you would tell everyone to the end of time that you won a championship. So just stop. Everyone made a do with what was going on. Um, and if anything, it was harder to win that year, the pressures and essentially being 
isolated from everyone in the bubble and the pressures of that, people fell apart. That aside, I think that this year could turn out to be one of the worst legacy years for for LeBron that we could have even imagined. Because I maintain that because it is the Lakers, there is an extra layer of complication with what's going on here. You really have to consider the the dynamics, the politics, the the brands, the the legends that are associated with the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, if you're not here in LA or if you haven't experienced the Lakers, it's a whole different operation. First of all, it's a family business, much like the Cowboys, and there are just there's just internal dynamics going on that don't exist with other organizations, which is why when we're talking about fixing what's happened here with the Lakers and putting together a roster that is actually competitive, I think it's all just a colossal waste of time unless you fix what's actually broken with the Lakers, which is that they're not a basketball operation. They're a brand. Decisions are not made around the Lakers to create a winning, sustained basketball environment. We see that because five years before LeBron got there, they didn't make the playoffs. There is a mountain of evidence that this is not a well-run basketball operation. Now, business-wise, branding-wise, of course, stronger than ever. And you have to give Jeannie Buss credit for that. She took it over from her brother who was driving the, the organization into the ground, and she's done an amazing job with that. What has to happen with the Lakers is that they, much like the Cowboys, have to break free of always having to have someone who has an association with the team running the team. The basketball side of things needs to be turned over to someone who is qualified to make those decisions and is empowered to make those decisions and is put into the face of the fans and the media and the world as the person who is making those decisions. There has to be someone who we all know the buck stops with this individual. They are the ones making the decisions. They are the ones saying yes or no to this player. They are the ones making that trade happen. They are the ones bringing in this superstar. They are the ones paying these people. If Jeannie has nothing to do with the basketball side of things, which I believe she doesn't, then who is entrusted to make these decisions? Is it Rob Palenka? Because I'm not hearing his name as being responsible for this roster at all. It's all being put on LeBron James. And listen, LeBron does deserve some criticism for what's happened this year. Absolutely. You can't be the face of the league, the face of the organization, the king, have all this power, flex all this power, and then when things go badly, duck in the corner and act like you had nothing to do with it. But it's not all on LeBron James. When there's this many people having influence over what's going on, it is bound to be a disaster. Because, of course, inevitably, when things go bad, no one's going to step up to the plate and say, you know what? It's me. I've, I'm sorry. I've made bad decisions. This thing went badly. This hurt us. And, you know, I'm the one that, ma- that made that call. And I sh- like, I'm the one responsible for it. No one wants to do that because no one wants to lose their job. And no one wants to lose good graces with the organization. And because everyone has ties to the organization, 
That's even more of a reason not to take any responsibility. So they'll influence things when they have the opportunity, but they won't take responsibility when things go bad. Well, there's a way to eliminate all of this. Take it out of everyone's hands and give it to a Pat Riley type figure. Give it to a Daryl Morey type figure. Give it to a president of basketball operations that is going to step up and say, I am the one. This is my monster. This is my Frankenstein that I have created. Look at its glory (laughs) or look at its failure. And then if they, over years at a time, continue to fail, then you know who's responsible. But right now, I'm like, whose fault is this? Is it LeBron's fault? I can't imagine that LeBron has made every decision with this roster and every call. I think he's made some, but not all. I don't think Frank Vogel is a magician. I think he's a coach. And I don't know how empowered Frank Vogel was. We got multiple stories that Frank Vogel had to ask permission to set his end-of-game lineup. How am I going to hold a coach responsible who can't even set their own lineup? And what's changing in this organization? Like, they're going to move on from Frank Frank Vogel to someone else who's going to have to ask permission to change their end-of-game lineup? Who can win in this situation? So I think we're, we're really talking about how bad this legacy year was for LeBron, and it was bad. But if you look at the totality of what the Lakers have become, they're a brand. They're not a winning organization anymore. Now, that can change because you have the bones of what what put those banners up there. But somebody's got to make the call. Somebody's got to empower someone. And that person has to be able to stand up in front of the fans, in front of the roster, in front of the stars, in front of the ownership, in front of the media and say, yeah, I'm the one. I am the architect of this. In its greatness or its failure, I am the one. And they don't have to be somebody who used to be a Laker. (laughs) Like, you can just hire the right person for the job and give them the power. What do you have to lose? You missed the playoffs five years before LeBron got there and two years since he's been here. How much worse can it get? Or someone can step up and take responsibility for it. But I'm just not hearing it. And I don't think it's fair to put all of the blame on LeBron James. Well, Adam Silver talked this week about another issue that's going on with the NBA as a whole, and I want to get into that next on The Joy Taylor Show. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're hanging out with us on the Joy Taylor Show. We had Emmanuel Acho on earlier. We'll talk to Steven Jackson um, in about 10 minutes. Get his thoughts on the NBA postseason. Uh, And just talked about the Lakers for a little bit. But Adam Silver spoke this week about the issue of star players sitting. And he said he didn't really have a solution for it. Um, He said, I'm not standing here saying I have a great solution. Part of these issues is injuries. One of the things we focus on at the league office and we're spending and we have begun to spend a lot of time on pre-pandemic. There's things we can do sharing information um, obviously he said he's open to suggestions for how to handle it. Colin had a really interesting suggestion for it. And I, and I think I like it, which is that if you don't play in 85% of the games, now I would make it 80%. Um, and I do think that you have to account for COVID as well, because even though that's not an injury, it is something that's going to keep you out and is um, out of your control. Uh, If you don't play in 85% of the games, you can't qualify for any of the awards. So you can't be uh, on the All-NBA team. You can't, you know, be an MVP. You can't be an All-Star. You can't qualify for the scoring title. Like, there there are things you can't qualify for, legacy-type things, defensive player of the year, etc., if you don't play in 85% of the games. Now... Some people might say, well, that like how much do players care about that? Well, first of all, some some of the bonuses and their, your money is attached to making the All-Star game. Like, it's actually very important. And if you are a great player, which only the great players are participating in this load management to begin with, that's going to affect you and your legacy. So I do actually think it's a great solution to require players to participate in a certain amount of games in order to qualify for it. It would certainly incentivize players to play more. And when I when I look at comparative leagues, you talk about the NFL. I don't think that a player could miss more than two games in the NFL and the voters vote them as a league MVP. I, I, just, I don't think it would happen. One game, possibly two. And you'd still have to have a really spectacular season in order to to qualify, I think, in voters eyes for the MVP. And that's just that's just in the two games in the NFL. So. I don't think it's that outrageous. If you are injured for most of the season, you wouldn't be qualified for most of those those awards anyway in the NBA. But I think it would change how people approach the load management thing. The load management thing has been creeping up on us for quite some time now as well. It's not a new thing. It has a name now. So that makes it sound more dramatic. But Greg Popovich has been doing this for a long time. He got fined for it. So this has been a slow trickle to the situation that the NBA is in now. And I do think it's become serious. I think it's become an issue. Players not playing, in a, and especially in home games and in, in big national television games because of load management. I get it. You want to take care of your body. But this has always been a long season. Nothing has changed. So it's not a new thing how many games you have to play and the travel and the rigorous nature of the game. I think it sucks for fans. It's hard for partners. 
And it, it's really disappointing for fans because it's one thing if fans know, like, okay, you're dealing with an injury. All right, so there's a risk, you know, if someone's actually injured that you're probably not going to see them play if you bought tickets. But load management, you could have plans. You know, you bought your family these tickets. You plan on going to this game and seeing this star, and they're just load management out for the game. Like, that sucks. These tickets are very expensive. And that's an experience. And the fans are the lifeblood of the sport. Dollar Shave Club's six-blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors are sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. So I like Colin's solution. Playing 85% of the games in order to qualify for MVP, All-Star, etc. And trying to incentivize players who really shouldn't need incentives to play in as many games as possible. But this has obviously become an ongoing problem for the NBA. We'll talk to Steven Jackson. I'll ask him about this because, listen, Zach wanted to play as much as possible, so I know he's going to have a strong opinion about it and get into who should be the MVP this year, who are we overlooking in these NBA playoffs, which the playing games start next week. All of that is coming up on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'll be back with Steven Jackson on the other side. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What up? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Welcome back to the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging with us today. Dollar Shave Club's six-blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors are sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. Talk to Steven Jackson in just a few moments. Uh, NBA postseason is approaching. The play-in game is uh, playing tournaments is, uh, I think, starts next Tuesday, right? First game? I think it's Tuesday. Uh, Stack, what's up? Thanks for joining us this, this uh, afternoon. No it's not the morning. What's going anymore. on? Um, just chilling. You know, it's a beautiful day here in Los Angeles. We were we were talking yesterday on Speak for Yourself, and uh, of course, you can check out uh, Stack's amazing podcast. Uh, I don't know. It's like a digital show now, right? You can call it that. A little, a little bit of everything. Yeah, all the smoke, <laughs> um, which you've been kind enough to have me on. Um, what do you think about, you about the uh, play-in tournament? Do you like the play-in tournament? I do not like it at all. I, um, I think guys need to 
get back to the worrying about playing the whole season like we like we took pride in playing 82 games and take care of their bodies and do what they need to do in the regular season to be in a position to play in the playoff season. That's like a bonus. That's like an extra goal when you when you do get to that point. You're like, okay, this is what I work for. It's something. To, it's something to look forward to. Nowadays, you know, you can you can be a 10th seed and still make it to the playoffs. So I, I really don't like that at all. So you're you're a very old school guy, obviously, but I feel like you're also very pro player. So that's why I always find your opinions to be extra interesting because I know where you're coming from, but you do tend to, to side with players most of the time. And Adam Silver talked this week, and we were just discussing about the issue of load management. Now, obviously, you're a spur, so you know Popovich was really the one who started all of this a while back, and he got fined for it, but it's now really become a part of the culture of, of the stars in the NBA, and it even has a name. Before it was just like, oh, you know, there's, we're just giving him some rest. It's called load management now, which makes it sound much more serious. But I do think it it sucks for fans. Like fans put together their money to come and watch the games. If someone's hurt, that's different. They know they're going to be out. But to come, you know, bring your family to a game is very expensive. You got parking, you know, you got food. You're bringing, you, you know, family of four to a game, and the star isn't playing, and this might be the only game you go to all season. Like. That's not cool, and I do think there has to be something done to change it. But is it is there a solution here to you, or is it even a problem for you? Well, I mean, you are right. Pop did start that, but I think it has it has to be a, a a perfect reason. Like Pop didn't sit Tim, even when I was there. Pop set me one game, like two. It was like three games left in the playoffs, and he set me. But Pop was was sitting Tim. When we were like eight games left in the season, playoffs were starting, and you know the games didn't matter. He didn't sit Tim in the middle of the season, like 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 teams are sitting their stars now. So, but I think they need to go back to the old school ways. Like you know, I call I call the guys now bonus babies, Joy. They bonus babies <laughs> because they everybody getting bonuses, and you don't really, you can make a hundred million and be the ninth man on the roster now. And 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 they ain't taking things as serious as they should because the money is there. And I think that's why a lot of the fans are are really coming out and speaking on being upset or paying their money and showing up to the games and the stars not playing because what are you paying these guys for? You paying these guys to play? What are we showing up for? We showing up to watch these guys play, not to save them for the end of the season. But on the flip side, Joy, it's, it's about winning the championship too. But that's when it falls on the players. It's not on the coach. Take care of your body in the summertime. Hey, I didn't work out. I didn't spend a million dollars on my body in the summertime, Joy, but I, I, I made sure I played almost every game. Right, and I, I do hear that, but when you're making the money that you're making, and really this is not an issue with players that aren't stars, so that's kind of my issue. Is like If this was a league-wide every player thing, that's one thing, but this is really only the stars. These are the guys right. who are making the the real crazy, you know, forty million dollar a year money. So, how, right. what's what's the solution with them? Colin proposed something on the show this week that I think is actually quite brilliant because this only applies to the top stars that are going to do quote unquote load management. You incentivize it like you can't be qualified to win an MVP. You can't make All-NBA. You can't make All-Star if you don't play 85% of the games. What do you think about that? I love Joy. I love that. Colin is a genius. (laughs) Colin is a genius. I love that because, you know, them guys, they want their accolades. They want their bonuses. Right, right. 
Right. And it's and, and so that's like that's the those are the legacy guys anyway. Those are the ones that are going to be on those teams. Those are the ones that are going to be in the NBA conversation. So I because I, I compare it to the NFL and the NFL, if you miss more than three games, you're probably not winning the MVP. Like you're just you're just probably not winning it. You you might not be able to put up the numbers. You'd have to have such an incredible statistical season to overcome missing three games that you wouldn't really even be in that conversation. So I I'm glad that you think so too because I thought it was a brilliant idea. I think it's a very easy solve. If you if you play in 85 percent of the games, if you miss more than that, then you were really injured anyway. So should you even be in those conversations? Right, and you know, and and I even like so even with the All Star, they got taking this far as All Star. If you miss. Say twenty five games, twenty games. It's no you. You, you don't qualify for All Star. And a lot of guys, a lot of if you notice, Joy, a lot of these guys play super hard every game that first half of the season to make that All Star. Right. As soon as All Star hit, they resting. They taking games off. You know, they just 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 thinking they're shooting for the playoffs, and 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 that's happening a lot. So I think you know, like I said, Collins and Jeans. I, I'm all for that idea. We're talking to Stephen Jackson, of course, all the smoke podcast so we talked about um the lakers <laughs> on sfy yesterday and i've got lots of opinions about the lakers but here's here's my main one here's my main issue with the lakers and i'm glad we're talking to you specifically because i always use the spurs as an example for this the lakers do not have an internal structure they do not have a face that is responsible for what happens basketball-wise with the team. We know Jeannie Buss owns the team, and they're a massive brand, and they do great on the business side of things. Fans have a great experience at games. They've got a beautiful facility, great practice facility. Uh, you know, Stars enjoy themselves. Everything is great business-wise. But on the basketball court, there is nobody that is responsible. Is it Palinka? Is it Vogel? Is it LeBron? Is it Rambis? Like, who's the one making the calls? We know who makes the calls with the Spurs. If things aren't going well with the Spurs, we know who is responsible. We know who is responsible in Miami. We know who is responsible in Golden State. We know who is responsible with the Sixers. There's no basketball face. Like, the idea that, and I know you think Frank Vogel should go. I don't know that there is a solution beyond Frank Vogel. I don't. Th- I don't didn't think that Vogel was going to survive the season, but... Who's who's going to upgrade this particular roster? Like Vogel could didn't even have permission to change his end of game lineup. So, and now is it is it Palinka? Because Palinka's name is not getting mentioned in any of this. So I think internally, structurally, the Lakers are broken. Well, you know, you know what, you know what, Joe. I think that's that's a good thing that you can't just pin it on Vogel because everybody's to blame. You know, whoever whoever gave LeBron. The, the, the power to do it, to, to have this say so he had, whoever gave Polink, you know, a lot of people a lot of people are the father, so it's good you can't just blame it on Vogel. But at the same time, somebody has to go and and, and, and it's not going to be LeBron. They're going to blame it on everybody but LeBron. Well, I think LeBron is getting some blame, but my my thing with LeBron is we all know he does have power. Like, you can't flex that you have power and then when things go badly, pass the buck to somebody else. And right. I think that's been the problem with them all season is that, you know, it never felt like anyone had any accountability. Like, one tweet in the middle of the season, that's not accountability. That's not somebody stepping up to the mic and being like, we are terrible and we have to fix it and we know it. Everybody here, it doesn't matter what you did before you got here this year. It doesn't matter what you accomplished. We're the L.A. Lakers and we have to be better than this. I never heard that from anybody. Right. And, right. and to me, yeah. that, that's leadership and that's an indictment of LeBron because LeBron is the face of this team. 
You know what? You know what, Joy? They I, they don't have that guy. They don't have that guy that'll get in everybody's face and say, "Look, look." They don't have that guy. And I, I you know, as, as much as I think Melo would love to have that role, he's not he's not in position to to have that role no more. Right. You know what I mean? So so uh, I don't think they have that guy, Joy. And I, I think that's a, one reason why they're missing it. And one reason why things are in disarray there because they don't have nobody that can sit there and, and, and get everybody's attention and make everybody accountable in a, in a, in a productive way. We're talking to Steven Jackson. So the, the playoffs start next week. We talked a little bit about the MVP yesterday as well. I think it's Joel Embiid. He said he thinks there's a little Philly bias. What do you think about that? Nah, I mean, I, one thing about Joel, man, <laughs> we've never seen a guy, a guy his size do the things he do. And – for his team, his team is, has a chance to win the championship. I don't see Denver even even contending for a championship. Yeah. So, and and you have to be in that position. And that's something I stand big on. Like you said, how important is your is your is, is your MVP? Is he is he helping your team get a championship, or is he helping your team look good in the regular season? Oh yeah, I mean I'm with you. That's I don't I don't think that uh, that Jokic should be in the MVP conversation. Statistics to me don't don't matter when it comes to this because everybody keeps telling me that the West, Russell Westbrook MVP year was nonsense and he shouldn't have won it. Well then how can Jokic be in the conversation? You can't just give it to a guy because he has better statistics this year than he did the year he won the MVP. What, what is what does that mean? Everyone's just going to try and get better stats. Then it's not about that. I'm with you. They don't have a chance to win a, the uh, championship. They are not winning a championship. And I know it's a regular season award, but I do think that you should have your team in contention. And I, I don't know how you're giving it to a, a fifth seed. Like what Russell Westbrook did was a statistical anomaly. Like it's it, that that's a different situation. I don't think Jokic is in the conversation. I actually yeah, I don't know how I don't know how Booker isn't in it. And what Russ what Russ did, it's gonna be a long time before we see happen again. Right. You know what I mean, and and, and and that's what separates. But you know, like 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 we say, I think most people understand. Like when you are MVP, you're a guy who we okay. Not only do we expect you to dominate in regular season, but we're watching your team in the playoffs in the deep playoffs. That's what we expected from you and your team. Nobody's expecting that from Jokic. I know I, I love the player he is, and he, he's he's one of the best in the league. But with Booker. They've been number one for almost two years now. Yeah, and he's been the he's he's been the best player on that team. Of course, Chris Paul is the leader, but he's the best player on that team. And we talk about the Lakers. The Lakers don't have what Chris Paul brings to that team. He's not the best player, but he is the leader. And when and when you have the best player, when you have the leader, that's a guy like Chris Paul, and a guy like Booker that's that's the best player, but they both let each other do their roles without stepping each other's toes. You see what happens. That's why they win. So a player that we haven't seen yet this season that I'm starting to get a little concerned about, because I pushed back on the weight thing when he was first drafted, but now it's starting to look like all those concerns were actually pretty merited. Uh, Zion Williamson, what is your opinion on what's going on with him in New Orleans? Because we still haven't seen him this year. Uh, when we do see him, it doesn't seem like the weight's under control. We're hearing different conversations about you know how serious he's taking everything, and obviously weight is something that is completely under the player's control, especially at the professional level. I mean, you have all the access to everything that you could possibly need. Um, what do you think about what's going on with Zion Williamson? First, let's stop, let's stop with the Charles Barkley comparison. Charles Barkley played. He was dominant. He, he wasn't, he, his weight wasn't a problem like that. So I'm scared for him now. Because being that big, having a foot injury, 
I was never that big, and I had I had feet injuries. I broke both of my feet, and I know I didn't hinder me for my career. So I'm, I'm worried about him, Joy, because not being able to play is just sitting out all the time. He's, you can't get in game shape. You can't prepare for an NBA season off to play an NBA game without actually playing. So he can work out all he wants. They can put him in all kind of drills and all that. But if he's not going to see the NBA court two, three years, he's not, he's not going to, he's going to continue to uh, go backwards as an NBA player. Who is the scariest team in the playoffs to you this year? The scariest team to me is Memphis. I knew you were going to say that. God, I was about to ask you about Memphis, and I was like, no, let me ask him who the scariest team is. Why Memphis? Well, because Memphis is, 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 is a team that's similar to Golden State when I was there. You have a, 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 a group full of guys. All Everybody's embracing their role, and everybody gives 110 every night. And 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 you and you and you 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 have a position where on defense you can switch. You comfortable with switching everywhere. You have a, a big man that that holds the paint down and does grow. They have they have a real scrappy team that can get hot at any time, as you see during this season. So winning winning in a, a four out of a four out of seven games, I mean that should be easy for them. What do you th- what do you think of John Moran? I think he is. Uh, I think he's the future of the league. I think he's just unbelievable. I love him. I mean three out of five games. Just said four out of seven. Three out of five games. What'd you say again? John Morant. What do you think of John Morant? Super special. Um, super special, man. I, 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 uh, a, a talent that we, we needed in the league. I think it could possibly be a face of the league one day. The way he handles himself off the court, uh, his athleticism, the way he's able to, we talk about the MVP uh, skill, he's able to turn his organization around. And, and, and get them to to right at the top of the uh, the Western Conference and and in in a good in a good playoff spot and uh, making everybody around him confident, not just the organization but all the players, Bain, uh everybody on their team. Jackson's playing well, so I, I just think what he does and the way the skill he has and what he brings to the team as far as leadership and and leading by example. Um, I, I like the kid, and like I said, I think he could be the face of the league one day. Do you think that we will have a, quote, face of the league when LeBron retires? I do wonder about that because I feel like it's things have changed so much when it comes to just celebrities and access that there isn't that same kind of, of uh, I guess, like tribal dedication to stars that used to exist when you, when you talk about Jordan and even when you talk about when LeBron first came into the league, like social media wasn't a thing. Um, and it became one throughout his career. So I wonder if people are so splintered in their attention and their their loyalties that we won't have that kind of one face of the league when LeBron retires. Well, I, I think I think the reason why, Joy, because so many people look for the negative in our stars instead of the positive. Yeah. You know, they they they, they, they can't wait to get that one click to see them be human and, 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 and instead of praise them. You know, the first every the first the first thing a hater wants to see. It's somebody that's, that's almost bigger than life to a lot of people. They want to see them be human. They want to see them go through something human. So people look for the negative stuff in our stars, but we have the sad part is we have guys that are squeaky clean. And nine, and, and nine out of ten times, the stuff that people look for is made up. You know, Steph Curry, uh, 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 the Greek freak. These guys are squeaky clean. They live the right way. Uh, they're, they're great fathers of family men, and, and they dedicated to the game of basketball. And, and that's the faces of the league you have. KD might be, KD might not be the guy that everybody loves. He might not show up everywhere, uh, uh, just just ready to impress everybody. He, he, he in his he in his own world. 
But the way he plays the game, the way he handles himself off the court, and he's outspoken, he could be a face of the league. So it's all about what people want to see from stars. But we're so caught up in the negative these days that that's what's hot more than people doing well. Yeah, I I think you're right about that. Thank you so much for joining us today, Stack. Make sure you check out All the Smoke, Showtime Basketball. Uh, You you guys have any big interviews coming up you can tease? Uh, Yeah, well, I think everybody needs to go watch that Dame Dash interview. Okay. Yes, check out the check out the Dame Dash interview, and you can check out my interview too on All the Smoke. <laughs> of course, of course. And of course, Stack also Fox NBA analyst. Thanks for jumping on. Appreciate it. Enjoy your Saturday. I used to enjoy. Thanks, Stephen Jackson, NBA champ. Um, yes, it's uh, the NBA is just an amazing league. There's so many layers to that league. It's a league. That's how it goes. We'll talk to Paige Dimakos of the Draft Network. The draft is coming up at the end of the month. It is quickly approaching. Get her thoughts on some of the players in this year's draft and talk more about this development in the Brian Flores lawsuit next on The Joy Taylor Show. Joy Ta- at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Taylor Show, brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. The draft is in... Las Vegas. We'll talk to Paige Dimakos. She's the CEO of the Draft Network in just a few moments about the upcoming draft, who she likes in it. So earlier in the show, we talked to Emmanuel Acho about this uh, briefly, but Mike Malarkey has come out. Um, well, actually, this this was from an old interview, right? This was from an interview in 2020. Yeah, where he talked about... Uh, regretting playing a role in a, in the coaching search. He was given the job. He was told he was going to have the job um, and uh, with the Titans. And here he is explaining the situation. I allowed myself uh, at one point when I was in Tennessee uh, to get caught up in something I, I regret. And I still regret it. But uh, the ownership there, uh, Amy Adams Trunk and her family came in and, and told me I was going to be the head coach in 2016 uh, before they went through the, the Rooney rule. And so I sat there knowing I was the head coach in 16 as they went through this fake hiring process, knowing I knowing a lot of the coaches that they were interviewing, knowing how much they prepared to go through those interviews, knowing that, that everything they could do and they had no chance of getting that job. And actually the GM, John Robinson, he was in on the interview with me. He, he had no idea why he's interviewing me that I have the job already. So, Obviously, the conversation about diversity at the head coaching position is still a thing. Brian Flores 
is still moving forward with his lawsuits against the the Dolphins. Steve Wilkes has also joined in the lawsuit uh, this week, as well as Ray Horton. And, you know, that's going to be an, an ongoing developing situation there. But I think that him coming out, well, obviously this is an old interview, but this resurfacing and, and just this conversation about these sham interviews, I think is, is so important because this is really where the integrity with the Rooney rule lies, is that, yes, people are, in fact, doing the interviews, but they're doing the interviews after they've already chosen who the coach is. And just the lack of respect that you have for a person to check a box while doing a, a, a sham fake interview when you've already made your decision is just staggering to me. Like the audacity that these owners have to to do something like that. Um, not that it surprises me in any way, shape or form, because it does not. But... These type of situations are where I do believe the NFL has the right to step in and be punitive because it's one thing to have to have the Rooney rule in the first place, which I don't I don't think has been all bad for all the criticisms of it. And these people who are despicably taking advantage of it by checking a box and doing these sham interviews, it has put minority candidates in front of ownerships and, and given them interviews, which then lead to other interviews in the future. And I think opportunities, I don't think it has been completely useless, but when these type of things come out and they can be confirmed that, listen, I am, I am going on the record that I, I was given the job before these interviews happen. That's when I think that the NFL has the right to be punitive with these organizations and they should be because there, as Emmanuel said earlier, you can't legislate desire. You can't tell owners who to hire, but we, do have a Rooney rule for a reason and if they are taking advantage of it or abusing it then there needs to be repercussions for it and if people like Mike Malarkey are willing to come out and say yeah I was participant in it I was a participant in this situation this is what happens I'm willing to go on the record that I participated in in allowing people to do these sham interviews and completely skate on the Rooney rule altogether then those punishments need to be extremely punitive and that's where the tone can be set in a legislative way, since since you can't legislate desire. We're going to get to what's trending in David with David Gascon, an update on that, and then we'll talk to Paige Dimakos of the Draft Network. First, let's get to what's trending. Joy, thank you very much. We'll start things off in the NFL. Some sad news this morning with Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins being killed in a traffic accident. 24 years of age, and he was struck by a dump truck on the I-595 earlier today. It was confirmed by the highway traffic, uh, highway patrol. Uh, Pro Bowl defensive end Clayus Campbell two-year deal with the Ravens $12.5 million on his deal Jimmy Johnson diagnosed the broken right hand he's going to try to drive tomorrow at the Long Beach Grand Prix tweeted out a video this morning saying he's going to test it out earlier today and see if he can give it a go tomorrow Major League Baseball Cubbies 4-0 over the Milwaukee Brewers have just one hit in the affair Yankees and Red Sox will get things underway in about 30 minutes from now on FS1 San Francisco and Miami later on tonight Dodgers are in the Mile High City with the Rockies National Hockey League Stars 1-0 over the Devils in the second period Capitals and Penguins 1-1 that game just getting underway is about eight minutes gone in the first period Joy, back to you. Thank you for that update, David. 
The Dollar Shave Club six blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors are sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. Let's go out to Paige Jamakos. She is the CEO of the Draft Network and also the CEO of Petty. We share that. We share our our <laughs> our unyielding dedication to being petty. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Paige. Appreciate it. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday. I am enjoying my Saturday, Joy, and I would say I always enjoy being petty with you. So that is for sure. The queens of petty, we uh, we share that title, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, it's just in us. We, we like, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think, I, there's, there's certain things I can change. I'm too old to change everything. Petty's just going to be with me for the rest of my life. It's, that's, that's what I've leaned into. Um, <laughs> so the, the draft's coming up at the end of the month, and it's been kind of quiet. It's an interesting draft. There's no standalone superstars that everyone's buzzing about or, you know, what trades are going to be made you know, kind of like Trey Lance last year. There's no players like that that are being uh, highly touted. But because of that, I'm kind of under the sneaky suspicion that this might end up actually being a really good draft. <laughs> Joy, you, you're on to something here, right? And, and that's because uh, I agree with you. So in the fact that you and I are petty, we also like being right, right? So that <laughs> right. comes along with that. So I think that's, you know, I, I go back to when there isn't a sexy quarterback class, people just tend to look at the whole class as a whole and go, nah, I don't know, right? And, and that's, one, it's unfair to all of the talent that comes out of this class that, you know, especially a girl that grew up in Chicago, I respect the hell out of the defensive side of the ball, right? So I'm going, hey, there's there's a lot of great players, a lot of great edge rushers. Uh, some of the guys that really impact that side of the ball is a lot of great offensive linemen, wide receivers. This is a stacked class in a lot of other ways. Also, let's be honest, a lot of times – we have a really good draft class of quarterbacks. And, uh, yeah, two years down the line, we're looking back and going, yeah, I don't know about a really good draft class, right? And so, to me, there's, there's a lot of interesting storylines. Um, I'm a really big fan of Malik Willis. I, I think he came out of a Liberty team that he didn't have the ability to really showcase who he is and his talent. So I think there's a lot of kind of flying under the radar guys that are going to end up having a lot of success in the NFL. Yeah, Malik Willis had some some questions about him, and, and he still does overall. I think he's a little bit raw, but he, he really took advantage of the combine. I think he did himself a lot of favors there and at his pro day. Where do you think he ends up? Because when you're looking at the, the draft order right now and who actually needs needs like truly needs a quarterback and who might be in the quarterback market it's there's a lot of teams at the top of the draft who have young quarterbacks that they drafted either last year or the year before so to me it's really between carolina possibly atlanta or seattle yeah, so I'm going to throw you a curveball. I think that Dan Quinn at that number two spot, because of the time frame that he got to spend up close and personal in Detroit at the Senior Bowl, right? The Senior Bowl was they had so much time. And Malik, I can tell you, he was the only quarterback we were all talking about. All week long in Mobile, he just – He's so impressive for a lot of reasons. Um, I think the leadership characteristics and just who the the kid is as a person that that matters a lot. And I feel like it's it's just been really understated this year and hasn't been talked about enough. And so I think there's a good chance that this is not the Jared like that is not a team that is to, in total belief with Jared Goff moving forward, right? It, it's so you think not. he could end and, up in Detroit? I, 
I do think that. I think I think mm. there's a really good shot that he could go there. Um, I think Carolina, all the other teams that you're talking about, Carolina, Seattle, I think they're all really, really good opportunities that he ends up in those places. It just, to me, when it smells a little bit, when it's quiet <laughs> like this, there's it's because there's something that's going to come in at the last minute. It always does. It always delivers. The NFL draft always throws us a curveball. Um, and, you know, as I said earlier, I like being right. So hopefully it happens. And then I'll, you know, take this quote and drop it on Friday and be like, yep, remember when I told y'all. What about Kenny Pickett? Yeah, I like Kenny Pickett a lot, too. The the thing with Kenny is that he's the difference between him and Malik is I think there's Kenny is like a seven and a half out of 10 at like nearly everything. Right. But he's not a 10 out of 10 at anything. That's the way I kept describing him. Mm-hmm. But you can win with that guy. Right. And so I think Kenny is a is a guy that he could end up going to a lot of different places. It just kind of depends because if Malik goes two, it really shakes things up, right? And we know the second a quarterback goes, all of a sudden all the guys, all the other teams and the GMs that are sitting back going, yeah, that guy's going to fall to me. They start to get nervous, right? And they start to make – a lot of times they start to make really stupid decisions because they just are nervous, right? They get a little anxious. They start moving up. So I I think Kenny is – a guy that can go in any of the destinations you mentioned as well. I think Pittsburgh obviously becomes very interesting. Um, there's a lot of teams that are not quarterback. They don't need, right, but they but they want, right? They're not necessarily totally set at that spot. So I, I think there's there's a lot of great opportunities and landing spots for a guy like Kenny Pickett. It just really hinges on if what I said happens with Malik, it's going to get real Real dicey early, and that's obviously I root for chaos. Come on now. Okay? Yeah, yes, I, I love that. I always root for chaos. <laughs> Talking to Paige Demaco, CEO of the Draft Network. So what position is the deepest in this draft? Yeah, that's the edge class, right? So you've got a guy like Aiden Hutchinson who's really, really good, and then a guy like Jermaine Johnson, another guy that we spent some time with in, in, uh, in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Man, he was, aside from Malik, he was the talk. Any NFL personnel, any NFL scout, my scouting, anybody we talked to, it was Jermaine Johnson. This guy is just a specimen, right? And and there's a lot to like about him. You got a guy like Trayvon Walker, another edge. These are all three guys that are up in the top 12 in this upcoming class that, that we really like at the Draft Network. So I think you look at that as a whole. You you like the wide receiver class again, but you got to, you know, I think it's the I think it's got to be the edge class because you're talking about at the top of that class there are three prolific guys and that's that's I mean look at Aaron Donald look at the guys that come off the edge that can really set the tone for a team and that side of the football so I think you I think a team would be really lucky to end up with any of those guys and a guy like Aiden Hutchinson who I think is going to set the tone for the culture on the defensive side of the football. So I I look at Jacksonville and go, okay, you want Trevor to set the tone on offense. You need a culture shakeup, right? After everything that happened with Urban Meyer, you really need to get it. You really need to get it right. Well, Trevor's got his head on straight and so does Aiden. I think you let those two do their thing and, and set the tone and build a positive culture coming out of what was an absolute disaster last year for Jacksonville. So the wide receiver position is getting paid at a, astronomical rate right now it's become the the number two position really 
Um, you know, obviously you have your left tackle and, you you know, you have your premier uh, edge rusher, as you mentioned. But, you know, wide receivers just become extremely valuable with the increase in value in the quarterback position. And you saw what happened with the Bengals and Jamar Chase this year. Them opting not to shore up the offensive line and going with Jamar Chase probably got them to the, to the Super Bowl and then might have cost them <laughs> the Super Bowl yeah, and not having sure. an offensive line. But is there a is there a wide receiver that has really impressed you? Um, is there, you know, a, a speed guy? Is there someone that you think is really going to pop year one um, in this draft? Man, I, I like a couple of guys here. I really like uh, Jameson Williams from Alabama, a guy that I think, you know, obviously when you go to Alabama, you don't have multiple years of tape to show because they got too many good players, right? That's the one thing when you're there, you're not going to have multiple years to showcase who you are. But Jamison Williams is a guy that we all really like over at TDN, Chris Olave, Drake London. Uh, but if I'm honest with you, the guy I love, and I'm terrified that he's going to end up in Green Bay, Joy. I'm a Chicago girl, and I cannot <laughs> have Aaron Rodgers getting this guy. It's Christian Watson, North Dakota State University, big mm. guy, right? Big wide receiver, small school kid. But I sat and watched him sit there for an hour and just take rep after rep. Everybody else is leaving. The kid's there. He's big. He caught everything. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of airmail passes, okay? It was not the passes were not looking were not looking pretty, and he was catching all of them. So that's a guy that I go, cold weather, played at North Dakota State. Aaron Rodgers obviously needs to get a guy that they can, you know, not replace Devonta Adams because that's impossible, but get somebody in there that's going to help him. And, and it kind of – kind of smells like that's going to happen and then I'm going to be pissed so you know it is what it is I got it I got I, I I at least like the kid I'm like man you know I, I root for Aaron Jones he's a great person and I and I root for people in this business Christian Watson another guy that's very easy to root for well yeah I mean they are they need that position after losing Devontae Adams who is, is kind of impossible to replace but they very obviously need to go uh, in that direction. So thank you so much for jumping on with us, Paige. It's great to have you. Make sure you check out all of her content at the Draft Network, Paige Jamakos, and follow her on social media. She is petty, so if you don't like petty, <laughs> wrong follow. Um, my, my, myself as well. But, um, but thanks for jumping on, Paige. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Joy. That's Paige Jamakos of the Draft Network. Uh, does great work covering um, all of these drafts uh, prospects, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting draft. Uh, she had a lot of good nuggets there. I do think that, I don't know, man, that Malik Wilson to Detroit. I mean, just Dan Campbell said you don't need a quarterback. Is it a smokescreen? Is Dan tricking us all? Is that what that is? Ah, aha. I got you, Dan. <laughs> we'll be back on the Joy Taylor Show, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. What's up? Welcome back to the Joy Taylor Show, Fox Sports Radio. Fun show today. Thank you to Emmanuel Acho, Stack, Steven Jackson, and Paige Jamakos of the Draft Network for jumping on with us. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Of course, we got very sad news to start the show. Dwayne Haskins, 24 years old, hit by a dump truck on I-595 in South Florida, um, passed away. So our condolences and prayers to his family. It's very tragic, very tragic, tragic news. Obviously, a Pittsburgh Steeler, former Washington commander. Um, so you'll you'll be seeing messages, uh, condolences across uh, social media for Dwayne today. Um, very, very sad news. We're here in Los Angeles, and it's been a tragic year for the Lakers. But I, I've also thought a little bit about this this week. It's been a really bad year in general for superstar players who have forced their way. Um, obviously LeBron James being one, um, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons, KD, Kyrie, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, just been a bad year for the superstars. The ones that have demanded things and forced their ways into situations. And I do wonder how and what kind of ripple effect that has over the next couple years, because obviously the NBA is a star league and I don't have a problem with if you're one of six people on earth who can do something exerting a little bit of your power. I mean, that's that's fine with me. But I do think that if you do take advantage of those situations and it's a failure, you also then have to submit back a bit of that power, which is what I think is going on with the Lakers. But we talked earlier about Adam Silver and him trying to solve the load management situation. And I think there's going to be a little bit of a shift in the NBA over the next couple of years where ownership is going to ownership and GMs are going to start to kind of pull a little bit back from the the overly demanding superstars because we're not seeing the results, the plug and play results that uh that we used to see with these situations. Obviously LeBron did win a championship then immediately following. It's been a very quick walk off the cliff with the Lakers and Katie Kyrie and James Harden played what 16 games together. Harden's gone. Kyrie just decided to not play home games this year. Kawhi has been out. AD's played and missed 36 games and 39 games respectively the last two years. Katie's been incredible when he's on the court, but was also hurt for a month this year, and they're the eighth seed. And then you're looking at teams like the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat and the Phoenix Suns, Memphis Grizzlies, and kind of these old-school built teams that are having a lot of success in the regular season and being consistent year to year. So I do wonder... You know, there's always culture shifts in sports. We're seeing that with the NFL right now where, you know, the quarterback position is being, you know, is is in another realm of relevance and need. 
which is then affecting wide receivers. And then that's affecting the defense because you have to have a good edge rusher. And, you know, there are ripple effects and cultural changes in sports that we see from time to time. And I do think that this this year has been very interesting in regards to the demanding superstars, which, again, I don't have a problem with. And for years and years, it was very beneficial to lean into what LeBron James wants because you're going to win championships uh, to submit a little bit of power and, you know, and, and you will get results. It's not necessarily working that way right now. And I don't know if we see this for another year. It's kind of been two years now. We see this for another year, how that's going to affect how lenient and how flexible front offices and ownerships, ownership groups in the NBA are with these superstars. It's very, very interesting. Thanks for joining us today on the Joy Taylor Show. If you miss any of the show, I will post the podcast after the show is over. We had a great show today. Emmanuel Acho, Paige DiMacco, so the CEO of the Draft Network, and Stack Steven Jackson, All the Smoke, and uh, NBA champion was kind enough to join us today. Make sure you check out me and Colin weekdays on FS1 on The Herd. Steve Hartman, Jeff Schwartz coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. Stick around. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.